Hey guys, this is The Real Estate Podcast and it's your host, Alex Kaufman. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I need you to do me a solid. Hit that subscribe button on your phone if you haven't done so already and share this episode with just one person. It's gonna help us get this information out to more people to learn about entrepreneurship and real estate. Thanks, now let's dive into today's episode. Align your vision, so clarity of vision with your actions and then the people around. What smart entrepreneurs know, it's not about me. It's not about one person. It's about we. Like if you're going to be doing anything that involves more than you, it's not just about you or the opportunity. It's about what you build with that, right? So inspire people to follow your vision. Welcome everybody to the Real Estate Podcast. It's your host Matt Tyfke, and we got Michael Scott with Canapreneur Partners here today. Michael, thank you for coming on, man. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Absolutely. What we typically like to do is uh, figure out how to give entrepreneurs value and talk about what you guys do and your background. Uh, hear a little bit about the company. Pretty easygoing conversation. And I'll kind of jump in with questions uh, here and there. But if you don't mind, uh, kind of walk us through how you got to where you are today with this business and a little bit about what you guys do. Good. Uh, first comment right out of the gates, I am extremely passionate about entrepreneurism. So all things uh, entrepreneurial are, are a very, very high interest to me. But um, my background, uh, you know, if I were to kind of go through my professional background, from a teenager to early 20s, it started out in martial arts. Uh, so that was really my background as a martial artist. I started teaching martial arts when I was 15. Uh, then I started competing at the national level, became captain of the team, and then eventually moved on you know, from martial arts and I got into wealth management. Uh, so you know, started out financial planning, uh, you know, more for just your everyday person, uh, you know, slash someone that maybe had a little bit of savings. And then that kind of evolved into a more wealth management focus. And I ended up becoming a private wealth advisor. And then I spun off and launched my own wealth management firm. And then from there, that's where I started looking at cannabis because for probably the last five years of me being in wealth management, um, I ended up really uncovering my true passion, which is entrepreneurs. So what I ended up doing was discovering that I was funding these entrepreneurs. So what I would do is I would basically be the sole capital provider and then I would mentor them an hour a week and having given them the financial capital you know, backing. Uh, and we, I would launch businesses on the side while I was doing wealth management. And candidly, I loved doing it. I thought it was so fun. And I kept kind of growing in that capacity and decided to do that in cannabis. And it ended up becoming you know, the... The, the most significant entrepreneurial venture that I've done so far. That's beautiful, man. Uh, we are all about being entrepreneurial. We have a real estate brokerage. We're here in Austin, Texas. And oh, awesome. uh, the company's called TRE. And it just so works out that uh, the word entrepreneur has got TRE right there in the middle. So we say uh, TRE is the home of the entrepreneur. We live that spirit. We uh, support it and we're all about it. So I'm also personally invested uh, pretty heavily in the cannabis space and fascinated by real estate and cannabis and entrepreneurialism. So I'm super excited to talk to you 
um, would kind of love to get into the the model and like, I don't know if you uh, can kind of walk through some of the the ventures that you've done and what you guys are looking for. Um, but it's a really exciting space and would love to kind of hear your thoughts on the space as well. If you don't mind sharing a little bit on all that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was one of the early to the scene in the cannabis space here on the East coast. So I say this all the time, East coast cannabis and West coast cannabis look very different in so many ways. Uh, so, uh, back in 2016, 2017, which is when I first jumped into the scene here on the East coast, Massachusetts was, uh, from the first state on the entire East coast to go fully legal. So not just medical, but also adult use. So, you know, I started studying the space in 2016. In fact, I, how I ultimately got into the space was I took a sabbatical in 2016. I took the year off and, you know, leadership and entrepreneurism are, are two major passions of mine. So, you know, one thing you do is both a good leader and as an entrepreneur is you build up successful teams. And, you know, my wealth management team was at a place where they wanted to take on more responsibility and I wanted to explore more things entrepreneurial, candidly. So I decided to take a year off in 2016. And in that year, I studied two things. I studied billionaires. Uh, my goal was to kind of reverse engineer how they do what they do as entrepreneurs. And then I said, I wanted to take that learning and I wanted to directly apply it to whatever was the most explosive industry that was out there or what was coming. And, and uh, as I was seeking that in 2016, I became absolutely convinced that East Coast cannabis specifically was going to be one of the greatest wealth creators of our time. And, uh, and so I did decide to jump into the space back then, and I'm really glad I did. In fact, kind of funny that I'm talking to you right now. My very first cannabis venture that I was the lead investor. So I was, you know, whether you want to call me founding investor, first investor, um, uh, but I put, you know, significant chunk of capital into a deal. Um, and then I filled a role to help them capitalize that business. And true story back in June 30th of 2017, when I signed that letter of intent, it was nothing more than an idea on a three-page pitch deck. And between myself and the two founders, we brought that company from an idea to $114 million exit. That exit was completed in September of last year. And uh, true story, the actual stock uh, and full, basically the stock is being issued to me today. <laughs> so so um, it's kind of an exciting time, but, but I can tell you this, the cannabis industry is not for the faint of heart, but for those that will deal with the chaos that exists and sort through that early stage madness, um, the wealth opportunity and the impact opportunity, both are second to none. I, I, I don't believe there's another industry that's gonna be hotter in the, in the short term than this industry. I'm with you completely, man. Um, I started investing around that same time, just in the public companies. Yep. And I was never a trader. I was, I'm a real estate guy through and through and went through every kind of swing possible, never sold at the high. And I just kept buying it. It's been rough. Um, you know, uh, last year was tough for cannabis stocks. I know private's a little different, but I'm with you, man. It's a, it's a different breed that, uh, sees the opportunity that believes in the plant and is able to kind of weather the storm and have a, 
really a, you had to have a long-term mindset. What was that, uh, that big exit? What was the name of that company? Um, uh, is it a, is it an, yeah, nature's remedy. It is public. So yep. it was, um, around April of last year, the transaction closed on September 10th. And, you know, you and I know, even when a transaction closes, sometimes it, it takes a little while to ultimately pay out. Um, but yeah, that's actually been, been happening. And uh, it's been an exciting time for myself, my family, my business partners, um, you know, the, everybody that's been involved. That's great, man. I know, uh, I know the work that goes in. So congrats on that. What is your process? Like, what, how do you go about um, what you do personally? And is your goal to just constantly find value in ways to add your value with cannabis businesses and invest in them and, and help them, uh, you know, achieve their goals and their vision? So, yeah. So if you're asking about process, I mean, basically what I look at is, you know, being involved in a multitude of businesses. So yes, I'm the founder of Canapreneur Partners. Um, you know, I've got a whole co that's more management co, leadership, think tank related. I'm also very active in a mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym. So I'm part of different businesses. There's really only two that I, that I stay involved in from a day-to-day operating perspective. But I have a lot of experience understanding what early stage teams need to be successful. So, so my, so, so number one, you know, my process kind of looks like this, and I do have an ebook out there on how to find that and invest in early stage cannabis businesses. And part of what I talk about is really, first of all, I think you got to be clear on the market that you want to be in, right? So do you want to be in the retail side of cannabis? Do you want to be in cultivation? Do you want to be in extraction? Do you want to be in cannabis technology? Do you want to be in non-plant touching? So number one, get clear on where you want to be. Number two, think about the geography because all those sectors, I'm just going to tell you, look very different in California, looks very different than Massachusetts, looks very different than Austin, Texas, right? Regulations play a really, really big role in this industry. So I think you got to be clear on where you want to be. Then number two, after you're clear on where you want to be, I think all-star teams look like all-star teams. And I don't give a, I, I don't care if it's, we're talking about the, the next Super Bowl winning team. Uh, a private equity real estate group or, or a cannabis team. Teams that can operate with operational excellence have high trust. They have, uh, you know, an ability to execute with tenacity. They don't crumble with obstacles. They have an amazing leadership and team culture, right? So I look for the types of raw material that make all-star teams, right? Because I don't care what industry it's in, right? Capital alone won't get it done. You know, if I bring $5 million to an early stage business, that's not going to make it successful by itself. It's capital plus amazing teams plus market opportunity, right? Can equal amazing liquidity events and job creation, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. So I, I think you, you need all those components coming together. What do you see, um, you know, Obviously, you are a entrepreneur living out uh, that path and that journey. What do you see within entrepreneurs that makes them stick out, and what do you look for specifically um, in the in the team? Right, you're looking. I know what you're saying, and I know what uh, you know. We got and what I look for, but like, what is it that says this, this is that team? This they got it. Uh, what are those traits? That's a great question. So I, I, I think it looks a little different at this team versus the individual entrepreneur. I'll, I'll break down team. 
<clears throat> one of the things I like to do when I'm vetting a team is I want to look at and see, well, what's their track record of success look like working together? What are their team meetings like? Are they having real conversations or are people just being nice? You know, one of my favorite books that's out right now by one of my favorite hedge fund managers, Ray Dalio, right? He talks about principles and he talks about radical truthfulness and transparency. Teams that have a radical truthfulness and transparency type culture, whether they call it that or not, what I'm saying is they're having real conversations. Those are teams build, building real trust, meaningful relationships, and the faster people on teams can have real conversations, they address real issues, right? In fact, I think Jack Welch uh, wrote about it in his book, Winning, how candor is missing in most organizations. You know, instead of candor, people will meeting you to death. Uh, okay, let's have another meeting. You know, we just invested 30 minutes talking about something, but you know what, Matt, we really never got to the heart of the issue. So guess what we did? We just set up another meeting. We just set up another conference call, talk about it a third time. When really in 15 minutes, you know, if you just got down to the core of the issue, hey, Matt, I have some frustrations with you when you say you're going to do something, but you don't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's, let's have the conversation that needs to be had. So that's part of what I look for in teams. And I, I honestly will tell you, one of my favorite ways of vetting a team culture, I love to watch the leadership. Whether I'm there in person or on a Zoom, I look around, I can get a sense of who the real leader is. I can get a sense of what that team's trust looks like. You know, so, so that's how one of the ways I go about it with teams. In terms of entrepreneurs, I love entrepreneurs that A, have a track record of success, but B, they have clarity on their purpose, their mission in life. And their role in that business is not just about making money. In fact, they will tell you making money is a byproduct of them accomplishing their purpose and their mission in life. So when I meet entrepreneurs that are clear on that, and I see that they're tackling a real market opportunity, and I see that they got that track record of success, they got that team behind them, uh, the likelihood of success for that entrepreneur to be successful it's much greater, Matt, because the, that, that sheer tenacity is going to be there because it's not about a paycheck. It's about they've got that real love. They got that passion. Like this business is their child. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I do. Yeah. I love it, man. It's beautiful. Um, what are uh, next steps for Canapreneur? You're just constantly looking for opportunities. What, what is that vision and clarity for you guys? So look, I just exited, you know, business for 114 million in Nature's Remedy. And if you look at that business, it was a three dispensary uh, project, or I should say three dispensary business that was actively cash flowing. It was uh, manufacturing, extraction, retail, cultivation, the whole vertical. So we just exited that and um, I'm, I'm well into building my next series of assets right here in my backyard to mimic that. But, um, you know, I ideally learn from our mistakes, implement and grow. Um, but we're now looking at uh, expanding. So we've already got deals that we're part of in New Jersey. Uh, we're probably two to four weeks away from inking a deal in New York that will put us in prime position to be uh, one of the first to market in upstate New York uh, or New York overall. Um, so we're very, very excited about that deal. Look, the regs haven't even fully come out in New York. 
but I know how to play the game because we did it in Massachusetts. I got involved in the cannabis game in 2017, a year before the adult use market opened up. Medical was live, just like New York. So we started in medical, we laid our trenches, we got our team, we deployed capital, and then we got into the adult use and we were one of the first to market doing it. We're going to do the exact same thing in New York. New York will be one of the largest markets in the entire East Coast. It will be one of the most profitable markets in the entire East Coast. So we're excited about, you know, getting that deal done. And now we'll have, uh, you know, capital to, to deploy and teams to build in those two states. We're looking at Georgia and Florida as well. We're an emerging market play. So we want to expand. Um, and the reason why we're emerging market play, we're going to get the cheapest price. I mean, Think of it like this, in all industries, if you get that first market advantage, you know, it, it helps pretty significantly. There's a reason why people want to get in on tech, Bitcoin, whatever it may be, getting in early helps. Well, folks, the signs are crystal clear in cannabis. <laughs> the West Coast is quite clear at a decade plus long cannabis industry that is coming to the East Coast. If you study the East Coast right now, virtually every state along the East Coast is going through legalization. We now have almost 40 plus states that have legalized cannabis. So, so our belief is we're gonna take our learnings from Massachusetts. We're gonna cascade that, uh, you know, that learning uh, along, all these, uh, along all these states because they're all having that first to market advantage starting to percolate up right now. Exciting, man. It's going to be really fun to see this play out and uh, get another crack at it. Like you said, learn from the mistakes and do it all over again. So I'm very yeah. encouraged uh, to see uh, what you're to hear what you're saying and to, to know that it's true and to be living it on our end. What are ways that uh, our listeners or we can add value for you or for your company? Well, I mean, I can tell you this, uh, you know, whether they do anything with us or not, Matt, this, we call it cannabis 2.0 revolution on the East coast. It's coming. <laughs> and for smart, savvy investors, right? So again, I, I've got almost 20 years of experience as a private wealth advisor. So I spent a lot of my career counseling investors. And what I can tell you is in, in, in the investors that get in early and they get in on the right teams and the right assets, um, I've just lived through what that investment opportunity looks like. And I can tell you, uh, it can be life-changing without a doubt. So, so, you know, I think there's lots of ways of participating. You know, we're always open to talking to people, accredited investors that are interested in getting involved. Uh, you know, you're in real estate. I plan on expanding my personal portfolio um, into more cannabis-specific real estate. That's also red hot right now. Um, you know, so, I mean, for us, whether you, if you're an operator, uh, that, that, that has, you know, a very clear path to what you're going to build and, you know, you're planning to, to get that first market advantage and you're looking at a strategic funding partner behind you. I tell these early players, we're not just capital we're capital leadership or strategy or resources. Those are the four things we bring to the table. So if you're an early stage business, and you're about to get into cannabis, or maybe you're in cannabis, you're just reaching cash flow for the first time, and now you want to, you really want to scale that, we'd love to talk to those players, especially if they're in Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Florida, those are hot markets for us that we're targeting. Um, you know, if you're an accredited investor, and you know, you're interested in learning more about this, 
I'd invite you to get on a Zoom call with myself or my business partner, Todd. We'd be happy to talk to you about it. You know, again, with the approach that I take, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty eyes wide open, fully transparent. These are the risks. These are the potential rewards. This is what cannabis looks like as an industry from an investment timeframe, liquidity, et cetera. So I kind of look at it very much from, a, from that investor-centric lens. That's great, man. Thank you. Um, last question before we get out of here. What's your biggest piece of advice for entrepreneurs and uh, people building businesses? My biggest piece of advice. Oh, man. Align your vision. So clarity of vision with your actions and then the people around you. What smart entrepreneurs know, it's not about me. It's not about one person. It's about we. Like if you're going to be doing anything that involves more than you, it's not just about you or the opportunity. It's about what you build with that, right? So inspire people to follow your vision. Inspire people, help them understand how to get there. But, but as an entrepreneur, be crystal clear on what that vision is and then bring tenacity to do whatever it takes to get there. Because if you don't have tenacity, I'm just going to tell you, you have no business being in the cannabis sector whatsoever. Yeah, that's great, man. I love it. Very helpful. Um, if people want to get a hold of you guys, uh, cannapreneurpartners.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. The website's got everything you need to reach us. Michael, thank you. I'm excited. Keep doing your thing. Keep building businesses and uh, let's get after it. So have a great day. Thanks for coming on. Matt, thanks so much for having me and I hope to stay in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you.